please stay right where you are because it's time for GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Stay tuned for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And now, your host for GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Doug and Jesse King. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org radio. I'm your host, Doug King. And this week, I am here by myself, and I am embarking on a weekend of being a wild and crazy guy. And there's nothing more wild and crazy to me than perhaps watching some TV shows that only you like and listening to some radio stations that nobody else cares for and quite possibly going out and buying yourself a new gun. So I thought I would discuss today the intricacies of what guns you should have in your collection. Now, it, there there are a lot of different styles of shooters. There are people who have certain guns that fit with them or fit better for them. There are Glock people. There are 1911 people. There are even high point people. But there are certain firearms that every red-blooded American, man, woman, and child should own. And these are things that I think we should take a few minutes this week to, to look at that tax return check and think about all the money the government has stolen from you this year and held on to interest-free and that you have finally reclaimed. And when you've reclaimed it, that there is nothing better to do with it than to go out, whip out that Georgia weapons carry license, slap it down on a counter, say, I'm not doing no stinking background checks, and um, fill out your 4473 and walk home with a brand new gun. Now, of course, you can, you know, find some good used guns and most people don't shoot guns enough to make them actually used. Most guns you buy used aren't even broken in, which is a beautiful thing. So I've never had any qualms about buying a used gun. In fact, in all of the used guns I've bought, and I have bought a lot of used guns in my lifetime, I've only ever had one lemon, and I bought that from a dealer, and the dealer was not honest with me about the condition of the gun when he sold it, and then he claimed it was as is. So what can you do about that, right? <clears throat> well, yeah, buyer beware is important, and making sure that you have the right stuff when you are uh, purchasing a firearm, making sure that you have a good little bit of background knowledge, all terribly important things to be doing. So let's look at some of the guns that, that you absolutely must own. And I'm not just saying that you should have these guns, you know, in, in your safe. These are things that are useful tools in everyday life. And these are the guns that every single person should at least have one of, should know how to operate. And if you saw one laying on a table that you'd be able to pick it up and know it's manual of arms well enough to use it. These are these are like the essentials. You know how Robert Osborne does the essentials on TMC? Well, this is it. That's the name of this episode, The Essentials with Doug King, what you need to own as a Georgia firearms owner. All right. <clears throat> so first off, the basic three. You need a rifle, you need a shotgun, and you need a pistol. All right. Now, that's just that's just. Right, right off the bat, you've got to have those three items to really be able to confront any situation that comes up, right? If you're going to go bird hunting, you need a shotgun. Self-defense in the home, shotgun's a great choice. If you're going to be shooting small game or large game, you can use a shotgun for some of it if you're kind of close, but you pretty much you want a rifle, especially if you're going to be doing a lot of shooting. You're going to need to have a 22 rifle to improve your skills. And finally, you've got to have something that you can conceal and carry around because open carrying 
a rifle may be fun, but it's not always practical. So you're going to need a handgun. So what are going to be your three, your, your basic three, pistol, rifle, shotgun? Well, I'm sorry, folks. I am going to come down hard on some brand names right now. The Remington 870 Express is a quintessential shotgun. That is the shotgun that every red-blooded American, man, woman, and child should own. Flat out. Mossberg 500s are fine. There's lots of options out there. I personally prefer a Winchester 97 because of its historical value and the ability to slam fire. I think that there are great things out there. But every single person, sometime in their life, has to own a Winchester 870. It is the quintessential shotgun, and don't go and muck it all up. Don't go and get all the extra accessories and switch out the stocks for a knock stock or add an extended mag tube or cut the barrel down to 18.0001 inches. Just get yourself an 870, a basic run-of-the-mill 870. You can pick one up at a pawn shop for like 200 bucks any day of the week, and that is a beautiful thing. It is good for birds, it's good for small game, it's good for deer at close range, it's good for self-defense in the home, it's good for just about everything you could use it for, and it will teach you the manual of arms for a shotgun, which is an important thing to do. You'll know where the, the safety is, you'll know where the release lever to, for the pump action is, and you'll get used to the operation of pumping and shooting and pumping and shooting and pumping and shooting. And these are, are essential skills that every gun owner needs to have, and this is the most reliable, simple basic designed shotgun that you could ever <coughs> ever ask for you have to excuse me pollen is catching up to me today and i do have a bit of a cough from it but the 870 express the 870 wingmaster the 870 the quintessential american shotgun with with nice wood furniture and two rails guiding the pump so it has a nice solid feel in your hand as you rack the action back and forth a vent rib a gold bead and what more could a person ask for so, right off the bat, we've identified one of the trifecta, the, the, the quintessential shotgun for me, and I think it should be for you too, is Remington 870. So, now let's move on. Now it gets a lot harder. After the, the, the basic shotgun, what is the basic rifle? Well, you know, there are bolt actions, and there's a variety of bolt actions. There are lever actions, which have great historical value. There are pump-action rifles. There are semi-automatic rifles that are in a traditional hunting configuration. Yeah, you've got a small magazine that auto-loads. There are ones that are gas-operated and recoil-operated. There are rifles that shoot intermediate cartridges or full-belted magnums, and, and so much so far in between. And they each have a specialized purpose. Now, I bet most of you are thinking, well, Doug... The, the versatility of the 870 can only be matched with the versatility of an AR-15. And, and you're probably right. The versatility of the AR-15 to go from 22 long rifle all the way up to 450 Beow, or a 50 Beowulf or 450 SOCOM or 458, you know, all of these different options. The, the high end power, the low end plinkability. Yes, the AR is, is a ubiquitous platform. But, I don't think that it is the rifle that every single red-blooded American should own. There, some of them are, you can make ones that are light enough for, for a child to use. You can make ones that are long and heavy and accurate. You can build it up to a whole bunch of different situations. But what is the rifle that just comes out of the box as being eminently usable for every person? 
and that will help develop skills that will transfer to the AR platform or the M1 platform or the AK platform or the FAL platform or the 870 or excuse me the 700 platform or any other rifle what is the the, the building block what is the cornerstone of the rifle as far as the American public is concerned and for me I am I am again going to go out on a limb here I'm going to say that the Ruger 10-22 is the, the rifle, the one rifle that every single red-blooded American should own. This is a rifle that should never be relegated to being a child's war rifle. It never should be taken out of its context and, and explained away as a, sim- a simple plinking tool. This is a rifle that can put small game on the table, will improve your skills, is cheap, very, very cheap not only cheap to own but cheap to shoot cheap to repair the repairs that are available for it you can take it all the way up to being a deluxe plinking from the the basic plinking model to a deluxe target edition by switching out parts quickly and easily at home that requires no gunsmithing putting it on par with an ar-15 in some respects but ahead of it in most respects because where the ar-15 does require some minor fitting of parts at, at times or specialized tools for takedown the 1022 is made to be just like stripped on your kitchen table it is absolutely a gorgeous design and you can go to any degree with it you want. If you want to look plastic and tactical or you want to retain your traditional wood carbine, either way is okay with a 1022. And it's something that you can pick up as a dad and hand straight down to your daughter and both shoot well with the same rifle. It's already drilled and tapped for a scope, but with the iron sights, you don't even need a scope unless your eyes are old and bad like mine. It has a right-handed eject system, but the way that it throws the cartridges, you can shoot it left-handed or right-handed without any concerns whatsoever. It is perfectly ambidextrous, perfectly ubiquitous, perfectly designed as a fantastic starting rifle, and the one rifle that I think every red-blooded American should own. Now, when you start to graduate up to higher calibers, more power for longer range or harder hitting, yes, there are better options for all of those things. But start with the 1022 and never let it out of your sight. Never let that rifle go, the one that you'll put 100,000 rounds through and still be able to take it out shooting every Saturday. The one that has the trigger that you know exactly where it breaks before it even does it start before you start to put pressure on it. This is the kind of rifle that you need to have in your possession at, at all times. This is the rifle. And if you don't own one today, take your tax return money and go out and get yourself a 1022. They start new. You can find new ones for 170 bucks. They go all the way up to four or 500 for takedown models and all the bells and whistles. But folks, you don't need all that. Just get one. Get one and keep it in your closet so that day that when your, your son or daughter says, hey, can we go plinking? You've got the perfect rifle for them. And whether it's got a 10-round magazine or a 25-round extended, either way, it's a fun day at the range. Folks, we're coming up on a commercial break. I'll be right back with the essentials. And now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio. I am your host, Doug King. And this week, we are covering the essentials. 
These are the guns that every red-blooded American should own. These are the guns that need to be a part of your repertoire, that you can identify by sight, that you could pick up and use in a pinch without having to even think about it because you're so familiar with them. Obviously, the first gun that we covered was a pump-action shotgun, and the most quintessential, ubiquitous example of that shotgun is the Remington 870, whether it's in its Wingmaster configuration or if it is in its Express mode or even the 870 Police or Marine. These are the guns which everybody should know on site and know how to use. And it is useful in so many situations. It is the first gun I think everybody should buy. It is the first gun that they should learn how to use in all of its its different adaptations from bird hunting to small game to large game to self-defense. This is just the gun. Branching out from the 870, we went to rifles. Now, the trifecta is rifle, pistol, shotgun, right? So you need to have all three. And the rifle is very important. And rifles become much more um, specialized because they have different purposes and different and different attributes. The shotgun, you just change the ammo. You got yourself a 12-gauge. You switch from buck to bird to slugs, and you can do just about everything you need to do with one gun. Rifles are a little more, more specialized. Now, it's true that the AR-15 can be switched out to different calibers, but you have to switch magazines and you have to switch uppers, which is not time-consuming, but a lot less time-consuming is just changing your ammo in the 12-gauge. So I, I put that as a little bit higher difficulty level, even though it is not terribly difficult. And in light of that and in light of the idea that you need to have something that is all around and a good starting point to learn all of the basics for the other rifles, I think that the essential is a Ruger 1022. It is the most reliable 22 on the planet. It will feed anything that you put into it. It is absolutely dependable. It is cheap to repair. It is easy to understand, and it gives you all of the basics. And it is the only rifle that I have ever found that you can hand a version of it to a 10-year-old and watch them plink away when then when they're done and there's still a couple of rounds left in the magazine, their their parent can pick up the same rifle, shoulder it, and rattle off the last few rounds accurately and effectively. It transcends generationally. It transcends gender. It transcends everything. It is the rifle when it comes to rifles. So with that much background, let's talk for a minute about the handgun. Now, Handguns are intensely personal decisions. These are things which it's very, very, very hard to find one that would fit anybody as well as a Ruger 10-22 or a Remington 870. There are some people who don't have the finger strength to rack a slide. There are some people who don't have the training and experience to use a double-action revolver well. And a lot of people say, oh, the double-action revolver is, is a great starting point for people to learn on. It's not. Double-action revolvers are serious weapons that take a lot of effort, time, and training to use and use well. So I never recommend a double-action revolver as a starting point for anybody. I think that it may be the end point. I think that in a lot of ways it is superior to everything else out there because of the speed of draw, the speed of acquisition, the natural pointing ability of many double-action revolvers, not all, but many. Um, the ability to move on from a misfire simply by pulling the trigger without having to know any clearing drill. All of these things are, are wonderful, wonderful things. Um, it has an additional measure of safety that if you start to pull the trigger and decide not to, you're not stuck with a cocked hammer. 
Um, there are good things about a double action revolver. There are also good things about semi-automatic pistols. You know, you can have higher round count, a greater capacity. You can have in some, in some not so much. You can have um, a thinner package. It's more concealable. It has a faster repeatability. It gives you better sights or sight radius for the same amount of of usable space. It gives you a higher velocity from the same cartridge. All of these are, are great advantages to the double action or the um, the semi-automatic design. Plus, quick mag changes that don't require ra- um, intense training that a speed loader does. Uh, talking about single action revolvers, the the design is is fantastic in some applications and for hunting, for woods carry, for wanting to carry the most powerful round in the least amount of packaging. Fantastic, but none of these things really are the essential. You know, we're, we're talking about what is the quintessential? What is the basics? What are the things that everyone should know how to use and be able to pick up and use? And, you know, you, you could go down the whole Glock 1911 road here, and I'm choosing purposefully not to, because I think that as we're talking about the essentials, something that is usable by all the members of your family, something that has the ability to not only defend yourself, but to uh, teach basic skills, something that you can find in most stores that, that eliminated my first choice, which was a Beretta Model 82, something that really speaks to everybody and that gives you the, the basics. Well, once again, I'm, I'm going back to Ruger. I'm going to their 2245 for a pistol. Now, the I liked the Ruger Mark 1, 2, and 3 very, very much, and I would prefer to own a Ruger Mark 1, 2, or 3 to the 2245. But the 2245's grip angle and the ability to take the same um, grips as a 1911 give it a lot more usability and train your hands to work in a certain way. Because it is based off of a 1911 design, it is very, very thin, and even smaller frame younger shooters and women can handle it easily because it's a lightweight pistol that makes everyone comfortable with it. With its low recoil of 22 long rifle and cheap shooting ability, you're once again getting the most bang for your buck. And the 2245 is a cheap firearm although not cheaply made, which means that it's affordable and should be a part of your collection, no matter if you're getting started or if you've been doing it for 60 years. This is just one of those guns that everybody must own. And the reason behind it is because it teaches basics, it is affordable, it's not going to break your bank, you're not going to have to do anything to it out of the box to make it work, and it will inspire other people to want to buy and, and, and to participate in shooting sports. And I think that that has a huge advantage in and of itself. So there they are. There's the trifecta. I, I've been going on and on about this, folks, for, for almost two segments now. But there are the three guns that I think that every red-blooded American should own. You should go out and take your tax return money and buy one of these or all of these, pretending on depending on how much you earned last year. And it's not going to break the bank. You know, you're looking at an 870 for about 200, 250 bucks. You're looking at a Ruger 1022 for 200 bucks. You're looking at a, a Ruger 2245 for about 300 bucks. So there you go. Under a thousand dollars, you can have every single essential firearm, at least in my book, that every red-blooded American should own. And by having these and learning to use them, 
and learning to use them well, you will build up the skills you need for every other firearm on the face of the earth. Everything else will, will dovetail beautifully off of these three guns and give you the basics that you need to know how to work them, how to use them, how to shoot them, how to hit your targets and build confidence in you without breaking the bank. The the ammo for all three is incredibly cheap. You can shoot Dove out of that 870 for, for pennies. You can shoot 22 ammo cheaply, not as cheaply as it used to be. That's for sure. I miss the good old days when it was a half a penny a shot for 22. But I guess those days, you know, you could also go out and buy yourself a brand new Desert Eagle for 450 bucks. So uh, it's all relative. But, you know, we've got an era of cheap gas now where the gas at this time is cheaper than it has ever been in my lifetime. And you're going to say, oh, well, I remember gas when it was 75 cents a gallon. Yeah, well, that was when gold was only, you know, $120 an ounce, too, instead of being $1,400 an ounce. So if you take $200 gold and multiply, that means it's seven times higher. So if you take your 70 cents gas and multiply that by seven, seven times seven is 49. So that would mean that the gas you were paying 70 cents for back then in today's dollars would be $4.90. Yeah. Think about that for a second. So, yes, we have cheap gas. We have cheap energy. It's time for us to get out and get to the range. You can go to ranges up in North Georgia, or you can go out to Conyers. You can go to WMAs that have a firearms range. Get out and enjoy. My goodness, it is a beautiful day. Look at the sun out there. It is just good. They put me in a studio this week, folks, that, that I can actually see out. They're, like, not hiding me in the dungeon anymore. I guess we've got enough radio listenership that I, I, I warranted the better studio. Either that or I snuck in when they weren't expecting me, and I got the good one. But I'm over here in Studio 1A looking out on this beautiful sunny Saturday and the nice little puffy clouds and the gorgeous sunshine and i just want to get out and shoot don't you don't you want to go out there and and take a big old brick of 22 and load up some 10 22 magazines and hit a spinner target and just keep it going just keep that sucker rocking for for the entire magazine one shot after another it just goes around and around and around and never slows down because every time it comes back up to the top you're ticking it again sending it back around in a circle I mean, those are the fun days. Those are the days that are worth living for. It was when you're out there and you're teaching someone else the joy of shooting. You're teaching someone else the power of being able to do for yourself. These are, these are the days worth living for, folks. Um, I am coming up on a commercial break and I'm trying to get on a roll here, which really, really, annoys me i gotta watch my language on the radio right it annoys me to be coming up on a commercial break when i'm starting to get into a groove about how wonderful life is when you can get out with friends and enjoy shooting and do something important with each other but we must take an obscene profit time out now as rush would say so we'll be back in just a moment Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back, folks. So, this week we are discussing the essentials. These are the guns that everybody needs to know how to use. Now, the ones that I think every person should own, and we've spent uh, a good portion of the show talking about these three, is the Remington 870, the Ruger 1022, and the Ruger 2245. So you've got your rifle, pistol, shotgun. They're the basics. They're ones that every 
every single person should own. Now, I'm going to branch out to the guns that I don't think every person should own, but I do believe with all my heart that you should know how they work well enough that if you saw one sitting on a table, you could pick it up and use it effectively. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be your go-to weapon. It doesn't mean you're going to own five of them. It doesn't mean that you think that it is the greatest thing on earth, but you've got to know how to use these guns, at least effectively enough to be able to pick one up and know what to do with it. Now, let's start off with a single-action army, a Colt single-action army, or its derivatives. We're talking now about Ruger, Blackhawks, Ruger Vaqueros, um, all of the, the spaghetti western copies that have come out from EMF and from Beretta, the Beretta Stampede, and, and all of those. you got to know how to work a single-action pistol. All right. You should know that it has a loading gate, not a swing out cylinder. You should know that the hammer in some versions have to be, has to be brought back to half cock to be able to turn the cylinder. You got to know how the ejector rod works. You got to know that you have to cock the hammer every time and you should have a basic understanding of how the trigger pull feels in a single action revolver. That is a basic that you should be able to pick up and use effectively. Now, are you going to be the best with it? Probably not. You don't have to get there, but you should at least have enough of the manual of arms to be able to see it, pick it up, and know what to do with it. On the same token, you've got to know how to use a Glock. It is, again, one of the most ubiquitous handguns on the face of the earth. It's used in, what, like 27 different countries. I mean, it it is a a fine weapon in many respects. Is it my go-to? No. Do I own some? Yes. Does it have advantages? Absolutely. The interchangeability of magazines is the most brilliant thing Glock ever came up with. That you could own two or three different guns and the magazines for the largest would fit in all the smaller versions. It's brilliant. And it is something that everyone should know how to work. You should know where the the slide release is on a Glock, even though no one in their right mind would ever use such a, a, a emasculated, dinky little slide release. You should just know how it works. And you should be able to pick one up and hold it and hit a target at 15 feet without a lot of thought. The other basic handgun is is a 1911. Uh, in America, you see 1911s all over the place. In the rest of the world, they're not quite as popular. But you should know how to use a 1911. You should know that it has a grip safety and a thumb safety. You should know kind of what the trigger pull feels like on most of them. You should know how to insert the magazine, release the magazine, and, and rack the slide. These are basics that flow from one gun to the other. But you should know how a 1911 feels in your hand. You should shoot one enough that you know what it is and can pick it up and use it. The same thing with the CZ-75. Now, the CZ-75 is a 1911 for the rest of the world. It's one of those guns that you just should be able to identify on sight and know basically how it works. You know that it does have a double-action trigger, but that, in some variants, can be carried cocked and locked as well. These are important aspects to understand and just be able to identify and know how to use them, right? These are basic, basic guns that I think everybody should understand how they work, know what they're doing, and be able to use on on a a daily basis if, if the need arose. Now, we've got the 1911, we've got a Glock, we've got the CZ-75, which is, I think, the 1911 for the rest of the world. We also need to know how to use a a double-action revolver, and there your quintessential most... Universal design is going to be a Smith & Wesson. Now, Colt makes revolvers, and Colt's revolvers turn their cylinder the opposite way from the Smith, and they've got different ways of releasing 
the the cylinder. Uh, Smith, you push forward. Colt, you pull back. Dan Wesson, you pull down. I mean, there's lots of different little variants that, that you could get into to learn all of the nuances of. But you should be able to pick up a Smith & Wesson revolver. Push forward on the, the, the cylinder release. Flip the cylinder out into the palm of your hand. Make sure it's loaded. Close it back up and use it effectively if you had to. These are just basic mechanics that should be second nature to you. Not that you're going to go out and buy 10 of them. Not that you're going to carry one every day. Not that you think it's the best gun on earth. But you got to know how to use it. you really got to know how to use it. So, I mean, these are just certain, certain aspects of guns that you're going to run into in your daily life that you should understand how their basic principles work. A Beretta 92. I mean, it is the standard sidearm for the U.S. military, so you should know how to use a Beretta 92. You should know how the safety works, that it has a, a decocking safety that is cocked and locked. That safety design transfers over to a lot of Smith & Wesson semi-autos and a lot of Walther's semi-autos. But we don't need to go down all that road. If you understand how the Beretta works, you'll understand the other ones when you get to them, if you ever do encounter them. Now... I think that when we get to rifles, you got to know how to work a bolt action. You got to know how to work a lever action, and you got to know how to load and charge an AR-15 and an AK-47 because they are vastly different designs. Knowing how to seat a magazine on an AR-15 is essential. Knowing how to seat a magazine on a or on a AK-47 is essential. These are things that you just have to do. You have to know how they work. Seating the magazine on an AK-47 will be remarkably similar to seating a magazine on a Ruger 10-22 with an extended mag. It involves the same rocking principle, while the, the AR is a pat-and-tap-and-rack principle where the, the magazine goes straight in and then it catches the magazine release without having the, the tongue-and-groove locking mechanism like an AK. These are just basics that, that everybody who is proficient in firearms should understand and have done once or twice in their life. Is it your go-to? Doesn't have to be. But should you understand the principles? Should you know how they work? Should you, these basic designs be a part of your repertoire? Absolutely. And this is what brings us to what is the essentials, right? These are the things that are essential to being a well-rounded gun owner. Knowing this, these basic designs knowing how they work. You know, I, I've never handled a um, Tavor. Not once in my life. And I know a lot of people who have never touched an Uzi. And I know a lot of people who have never seen a Galil. And I know a lot of people, I'm running down Israeli guns for some reason, I'm just kind of like stuck on a track there. Um, I know a lot of people who um, couldn't, tell you where the barrel is on a Mateba revolver. But these kind of esoteric, unlikely to run into designs, that's not the end all be all. The ones that you're most likely to run into, the ones that your friends are likely to look to go buy, the ones that people love and cherish. These are the guns that people need to just know how the basic safeties work. You need to know how to put a safety, turn the safety on, on a Remington 700. You got to figure that out. You should just be able to see it and know how it works. You know, a Mauser, large ring Mauser action, you should know kind of where the safety is on that. 
I think everyone should at least once try to put the safety on to a Mosin Nagant to realize why the Russians just didn't bother with safeties very much before or after that. These are just things that are, are neat historically, but you don't have to know everything about guns to be able to be proficient. And having one gun and learning it well is great, but if you don't understand the broader concepts and you don't understand the way other guns work, then you're depriving yourself of a lot of knowledge and ability to defend yourself that you don't really need to be afraid of. Uh, I remember back to one of my favorite movies, which is Quigley Down Under. Um, the, the bad guy, played by Alan Rickman, may, may he rest in peace, great actor. Alan Rickman says... Do you know this? And he holds out a, a single action army. And Matthew Quigley says, yeah, ne- never had much use for those. And at the end, Rickman challenges Tom Selleck to a duel with single action armies. And before Rickman can clear leather, um, Selleck draws, shoots him twice, and he claps on the ground dying. And Selleck says, I said I didn't have much use for him, not that I didn't know how to use him. And I think that that is where we need to be. That is the essential. We need to know how to use firearms, even if they're not our go-to, even if they're not what we think of as part of our daily carry, even if they're not something that we're going to go out, run out and buy. We should know how to use it. We should have an appreciation for how they work and try to understand why they have a following that they do. Every gun has its own following. There are people who just are devotees of certain designs. Why? Why are there people who think that the Browning High Power is the be-all, (coughs) end-all? Investigate. Maybe they've got a good point. Why are there people who think that Glocks are the best guns to buy and own? You know, there there are all sorts of psychosis that we can travel down and try to tease out and, and figure out what's causing them. And I think that that's a good thing for us to do as gun owners because we might develop a deeper appreciation or we might be able to help people correct some improper thinking, depending on depending on your perspective there. Folks, we are coming up to our final commercial break. I hope that this has been profitable for you. I will be back after these profitable timeouts. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. All right, folks, we are back. We are in our final segment for this beautiful, sunny Saturday, and I, for one, cannot wait to get outside and enjoy it. So, without much further ado, let's cover the last essential, right? There are some guns that you need to know how they operate. There are some guns you need to own, make sure that they're part of your collection. (coughs) There are some things that you need to do with your tax return this year. And one of those things, one of those absolute essentials is to join georgiacarry.org. Now, it's very simple. You can go to the website, www.georgiacarry.org. It's all spelled out, G-E-O-R-I-G-A, carry.org. And you can click join now. And for $20 a year or for $500 for a lifetime membership, you can join georgiacarry.org and get the essential information on where to be and when to be and who to contact and what bills to support and which bills not to. And this is just one of the things that every red-blooded American should do. There's not a person who is hearing my voice who should not be a member of georgiacarry.org because they have done great things for the state of Georgia and great things for the entire world. When you think about all of the chapters like wisconsincarry.org and all of the work that's being done nationwide 
that is based upon the work that started here in Georgia, you realize that this is a great organization full of honorable men who need the, the support, the financial backing, the, the, the voice of people who were willing to call in and make changes in the legislature, make changes in the government, and to do great things. So, <clears throat> join georgiacarry.org. Now, that's an essential. you got to join. But what about after you join, right? I mean, this, this is where we get into the, the general knowledge base, just like you should have those three guns, the 870, the Ruger 1022, and the Ruger 2245. Just like you should have those three guns in your repertoire, you should be a member of georgiacarry.org. But you can go beyond just being a member. You can actually be involved, and that's where we come into the knowing how the CZ-75 works, knowing how a Glock works, knowing how a 1911 works, knowing how a 700 works, knowing how an FAL works, knowing how to put the magazine into a, a AK-47 versus an AR-15. Knowing these things is the same as getting involved with Georgia Carey. Is it essential? No. But is it profitable for you? Absolutely. You will learn so much more and be a much fuller person by being involved. So how do you get involved? Well, once you've joined, just go to a gun show. You're going to do it anyway. There is not a man here that doesn't go to a gun show at least once a year. Am I right? I'm getting nods from my production crew. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right. So if you go to a gun show, why not volunteer three hours of your time to sit at the gun show? You can tell your wife, honey, I'm going to go do some community service this week. I'm going to volunteer for a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. And she'll say, what? And you'll say, absolutely. I'm going to go and hand out literature to help people become more politically active. And she'll think you're, she'll be blown away. And off you go to the gun show. Ha ha ha. And when you're done done handing out literature and handing out buttons and talking to people about georgiacarry.org, then walk around the gun show. Pick her up a, a necklace or a beanie baby or some beef jerky, you know, all the stuff they sell at gun shows, and, and head on home. And she'll be so proud of you for having volunteered your time with a civic organization. You'll be a hero. She may even do something for you. You never know. So there you go, folks. You can volunteer at a gun show. What else can you do? Get involved socially. Yes, georgiacarry.org is full of people who are social. It's not like, you know, being a member of an internet forum where they're all just trolls or 12-year-olds or who hang out and, and, and make fun of each other because they, they don't have the ability to stand up for each other in real life. No, georgiacarry.org is made up of real people, people who get out there and do things and talk to each other face-to-face. -face. Imagine that. So you can go to a luncheon. Yes, georgiacarry.org has chapter meetings where they have food, which is near and dear to my heart, especially right now, because I am hungry, folks. And any minute, we're going to finish this up, and I'm going to go eat. So I'm thinking about the wonderful food at the georgiacarry.org events, where they have them at Williams Brothers Barbecue, or they have them at OK Cafe, or U.S. Cafe. You think about that. You know, U.S. Cafe has some really fantastic salads. But I'm not too much for a salad right now. I could go for some barbecue. You know what I could really go for? What would be awesome on this beautiful sunny Saturday is Mama June's. Now, my family lived down near Valdosta for years, and that, that is coming to an end. In a few weeks, uh, my grandparents' homestead will be auctioned off, and the proceeds will go to care for my elderly grandmother as she is now requiring full-time nursing care, and that will be the end of an era. It will be the last time I probably ever go down to Valdosta and, and stay 
because all of my friends have moved away. My, my dearest friends have moved to North Carolina. God have mercy on their souls. And that there's just nobody down there anymore except for, you know, James Rankhorn, who is busily buying up and selling the entire city. But it, there's, there's no place for me down there anymore. And so it's, it's kind of with a heavy heart. I reminisce about Mama June's and their fantastic food where the local chapter had their meeting. I, I also know that they like to go to a certain steak place, but you know what? The steak place has got nothing on Mama June's. The food at Mama June's is easily worth twice what you pay for it, and you get is all you can eat, and it was just gorgeous, gorgeous place. Anyway, you can tell I'm getting hungry. So, folks, you can get involved. You can go into a chapter meeting. You can meet people. You can have great food with them. You can go shooting with them. You can go down to the Capitol and rail at the governor to pass meaningful campus carry. You can get involved with lawsuits that are coming along. You can show up in court and show your support for people who are standing up for right in this this state and in each individual county. You can get involved in politics and support candidates who believe in the Second Amendment, who are willing to go out and stand on record for the Second Amendment, who are willing to go and host a radio show for the Second Amendment. Support those candidates. Hint, hint. Especially in Bartow County, because Bartow County needs help. Hint, hint. Um, there are so many opportunities for you to get involved. You can, you can support Georgia Carey financially. You can support it spiritually. You can support it intellectually. You can support it because it supports you. And that's the, that's the beauty of this. This is an all-volunteer organization. People are giving their time, giving their efforts, giving their talents, and doing so much to change the entire state of Georgia, to bring more freedom and more responsibility to every person. And that is a glorious thing. And we need to support local groups. We need to be involved in local groups like this. We need to shape and form and lead local groups like this. That is the high calling. And even on this gorgeous sunny Saturday where I want to get out of here so bad and go frolic through the fields and go shooting and enjoy some time with my kids, even on today, you look around and you say, you know, if it wasn't for shows like this, if it wasn't for people at the gun show today, if it wasn't for all of the work that the board does, if it wasn't for all the work the volunteers do, where would we be? Would we really be able to enjoy the freedoms so amply guaranteed in our Constitution but eroded away by politicians who don't believe in freedom? Would we really be able to go out and enjoy the day with confidence, knowing that we can protect ourselves and others? Would we really feel like free citizens? Would you really feel like you've got a place in this country where you are a citizen and not a subject if it wasn't for the hard work of people like Jerry Henry and John Monroe and all of the others and every volunteer, every person who comes and volunteers their time or shows up at the Capitol or sends a phone call or, or calls in an email, right? Whatever it takes, these people are doing hard work, and they're doing hard work for you. Don't let them do it alone. Get involved. Get out there. Get busy. Get yourself a new gun. You know, tax time, time to get out there, get something nice. If you don't have the essentials, get them, snap them up, enjoy them, teach your kids to shoot, teach your nephews and nieces to shoot, teach your neighbors to shoot if they'll let you. Don't shoot at your neighbors, though. That'll get you in trouble. Then you'll be calling me. Six seven eight four eight five nine nine six three. By the way, if you have a criminal matter, just give me a buzz. Um, all of these things are are ways that we can 
really enjoy our passion and to spread it to the next generation and to make sure that this does not become a dying art, that the, the gun culture does not disappear. You know, we, we have Black Heritage Month and we have Asian American Heritage Month. We need to have a gun culture heritage month where we get together and, and reminisce that this country has always believed in firearms ownership, that shooting sports have always been a part of the Olympics, that we believe in self-defense and the individual right to take care of your family and to hunt and to, to be able to stand up against an oppressive government. We need that. We need a month where we set aside and think about it. But, you know, the danger of that, even though it would call attention to it, is that we can't, it has to be like Christmas. Christmas should be every day of the year. Well, gun culture day should be every day of the year. We need to embrace our heritage, our shooting sports, our competitors, and all of those who go forward to, to bring this forward. Does your local high school have a shooting sports team? It should. Several in Georgia do. If yours doesn't, would you be willing to be a coach? Would you be willing to go and get NRA or GCO certified as a training coach so that you could help out get a rifle or air rifle team started at your local high school? If you're not willing to, why not? There's nothing more rewarding than teaching kids and helping people. And you will be blessed. You will be so blessed by taking the time to do that. You know that my church is having a, a shooting sports day? No joke. My pastor has organized a day for everyone to bring out their 1022s or other 22 caliber rifles. And, you know, I'm, I have this need to kind of be a smart butt about that and show up with my 22, 223 caliber AR 15 because it's a 22 rifle, but, you know, they're, and they're still learning. Well, we'll get them to there eventually. At least they want to do it. And so he's asking all the kids and their parents to come out for a shooting day from sponsored by the church, Church Fellowship and Firearms. Is there anything better? Folks, I'm at the end. I will see you next week. Tune in. Same bat time, same bat channel. This has been GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Tune in each week for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town. 